Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why, I don't know. What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Shop from the Load Management Podcast, the new and noteworthy podcast on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to them for that. I'm here in New York City. We got my man, Adam, out in L.A. We have Zion in Parts Unknown. I don't know where he is. Very fun episode this week. But Zion, did you hear me say new and noteworthy? New and noteworthy. New and noteworthy. Front page. Front page of Apple Podcasts right now. Huge shout out to them. Last week, obviously, we had LeVar Ball on a very big episode. This week, guys, we have an even bigger episode. Jalen Rose, Danny Green together. I cannot wait for people to hear this. It's so much fun. Yeah, absolutely, Chops. This was a fun one. Um, we talked about a bunch of stuff with the guys, including their Puma um, affiliations, obviously Rock Nation in the house. And we talked about Last Dance stuff. We talked about Scottie Pippen stuff. We talked about we got into hip hop and Zion had an egregious uh, answer to I a question the, the from Jalen. No, you had the wrong answer. answer, but we'll get the to that later on in the pod. Listen to it. But yeah, but uh, one of our favorite episodes for sure because Jalen and Danny really brought it. Also, Danny talk about like what it's like to be back in the Lakers practice facility right now with the NBA still trying to get back. So um, a ton of awesome stuff to get to. I'll stop talking. Let's listen to them. Yeah. Uh, like Adam said, it's a lot of fun. So let's get to it. Jalen Rose, Danny Green, Load Management Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Brand new episode of Load Management Podcast. We have two very special guests joining us this week. We have Danny Green from the Los Angeles Lakers, NBA champion, and we have the legendary Jalen Rose. What up, though? Legendary <laughs> Jalen Rose with the best Zoom background we have seen on the pod <laughs> since we've been doing a virtual podcast. Uh, it's not even close. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? How you guys doing? Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah, appreciate the love. You know, Jalen, we did a uh, we did a bookshelf ranking for media members on Complex Sports. I think what was that in April? Chops. Yeah. Um, April. I th- I think I missed yours, and I think if we were doing the re rankings again, we'd have to put yours high up because that top is three. some top level bookshelf. You know. Next uh, time. Next yeah, time. Yeah. Next time. You know, get the people what they want, and since Jalen <laughs> and Jacoby's now ESPN, graciously every day at four p.m., I had to recreate the background. You we, did it proper. We love it. One of my, both of you guys actually have two of my favorite podcasts to listen to every single day or every weekly, you know, uh, uh, awesome, you know, views and outlooks on the sports and everything. You guys are also huge Puma guys. Danny Sarah. currently, Jalen. Oh, there we go. We got the shirt. Yeah. Uh, this Puma is a podcast. Right. No, so, so we got, we got the Puma. Everybody's got the Puma gear out. Starting on the fashion tip, let me just ask this, and I'm setting this up for Danny because I think we all knew who the answer is going to be. Okay. Which NBA player is currently missing the tunnel walk more than anybody else in the NBA right now? Oh, man. That's the easy one for me because, I mean, I'm in L.A. and we have the biggest tunnel walk and actually uh, see him more often than than most and communicate with more often than most, and it's probably Kuz. Um, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yep. You know, he's actually supposed to come by later because I I have a decent pretty – Pretty decent setup for weights at the house, so he needed to, he wanted to get a workout in, so he's supposed to come over later uh, to get a workout in. But I talked to him every once in the blue, seen every once in the blue, and I know he's definitely missing uh, wearing his outfits and walking that tunnel more than anybody. But is he rolling up to the weightlifting session with a crazy fit? 
or is he coming a little bit more neutral than he would to the arena? More, more fitted than he should be. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's neutral for Kuz, but he's definitely coming in. I don't know if you've seen him work out lately or seen him in his post. He's got his watches on. and <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, he's still posting his uh, shout out his people and his brands and everything uh, while he's working out. So he's a fashionably working out type of guy. Absolutely. A few things on that. Hold on, guys, that we can't <laughs> let slide. One, Kuz is family, fellow Michigander. Yep. And he definitely about that <laughs> lifestyle, fashion, travel. His flavor is tight, representing that Puma life. He changed his hair. You know, he liked to be <laughs> followed by the media and the, the paparazzi. Like, <laughs> like that, that. that's only right. Yeah, and he... so... <laughs> Dog, something you said, Danny, I can't let go of everybody's head. Okay. You heard that OG veteran money? Like, I got a gym at my spot. <laughs> Dumb fella got to come over there and work out. No flex. You see that? No yes. flex. It's not a gym. It's more of a garage with some weights in it. <laughs> I have a decent setup to where I've made some stuff that, that can, we can work out in. But, uh, yeah, now Kuz changed his hair a couple times. That he's definitely fashionable. He represents uh, Michigan very well. Kuz is definitely one of the more entertaining guys who's been on social media during yeah. uh, this. But, Danny, can we real quick talk about the ad you put on your Instagram feed oh the goodness. other day? Because, <laughs> oh. bro, <laughs> yo, get that. First off, get that money. Get all that money. That must have been a check. That must have been a big check. Keep getting them checks. Absolutely. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, that big of a – and I actually got a couple of inquiries from some of them. Teammates, former teammates, Kyle was like, yo, what's, what were they paying? And it wasn't a big thing, like a big check payoff. It was a one, one-off type deal um, in hopes of building a partnership and relationship for the future. Um, but they gave me, they gave me like a, a like how it was going to be. They gave me so many couple of videos, a, a premise of how they wanted it to be. It's a funny, obviously their slogan, their package. Uh, they have a newspaper, they have a whole little article and some really funny stuff, man. Um, so they're like, you know, we want you to do like one story, one post. This is the deal. It's a one-time thing. Uh, not a big check, but it's a nice check. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so I was like, you know, if I'm going to do it, and everything I do, I try to be committed to it and feel genuine about it. I'm genuine about all my sponsorships. And I thought it was a good opportunity for me to have some fun with it, you know? And, um, you know, obviously outside of my character a little bit. But, um, you know, these days everybody sees all types of commercials, all types of random stuff, kids, and, and you know, all around. So, um when, once I saw the videos that they did, they didn't give me a script. Um, it was me <laughs> and actually my two podcast guys from inside the green room, um, Harrison and Amjad. Uh, once we got it, we was like, you know, we got to go we gotta get, go shopping. We got to figure this out. We got to go to a sports store, figure out how we're going to do this. And, you know, they had some good ideas. We came together and then, you know, we made some, some magic happen. And it was, it was kind of funny. They did a good job of video recording and also, you know, give me some tips of how to uh, get better angles. And it, it came out pretty funny. So. And so we had a lot of fun with it. The Instagram comments are pretty wild, but what was the group text like when you were getting for your teammates and from everybody else around the NBA? Because I can imagine those were absolutely on fire when they saw that. Yeah, everybody, was, it was funny. Man. Everybody's blowing me up. Most of the people just laughing, FaceTime me. Like, where the hell? They, it was like, it's so unexpected. Where the hell did that come from? And I was like, I forgot. I almost forgot I did that video. It was a while back. But um, yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing too crazy. And people just inquiring. They must have paid you a crazy amount. I'm like, actually, no, it wasn't. <laughs> one time you know thing and hopefully in the future build a partnership and then you know build something bigger but um you know they're trying to build their brand before they actually bring anybody on full-time and, and make big deals of partnerships 
That's amazing. It definitely uh, sent the internet ablaze. Jalen, for you, for both of you guys with Puma, you guys, you know, like to give back. Jalen, you do a lot of giveaways, that kind of stuff, making sure, uh, you know, kids are laced in Pumas and everything. What's that mean to you in this day and age as we see kids, you know, kind of need that sort of guidance, you know? Well, it's like uh, just an opportunity to put young people in position to be successful and take one distraction away. And everybody wants to look nice. Everybody wants to be fresh. Nobody wants to get teased, that type of thing. But then it's also just the bare essentials. And a lot of people don't realize, but public schools and charter schools don't get funding for athletics and definitely don't get gear. So anytime you can sponsor a team and or get them jogging um, suits and bags and shoes and socks, it's been crucial that uh, support that we've been getting from Puma because uh, otherwise our, our scholars wouldn't have it. So I'm really fortunate <clears throat> that they believe in what we're trying to get accomplished and they're giving us that level of support that uh, otherwise we wouldn't have. What drew you guys to the brand in the first place when you guys signed on? Oh, for me, I mean, I always, I had some reservations on the basketball shoe. I'm always confident in the lifestyle stuff and comfortable wear walking around. But for me, once I tried the shoe on and did a workout in it and realized, you know, they had the technology, they figured out how to make it up to date. You know, it was a pretty easy decision, you know, and I felt like it more so a cultural movement as well. And they didn't have a lot of guys. You can, you know, they, at the time it wasn't a bunch of people. Um, they can, you know, give you more attention to what you need and figure out what details you need to change this and other and also incorporate in my opinions. But to be able to be involved in some of the things or give them some input and feedback on some of the basketball shoes or lifestyle stuff would say, you know what, I like this shoe. I really wish they can make this into a basketball shoe or I like this in this color. Can they make it in this or that? And them actually following through and be able to do so. Um, and the fact that they, pretty much send us everything they get which is too much amount of stuff um so it was an easy decision for me. i guess i'll show my age here but uh <laughs> there was a time where i was watching beat street and wild style and all of these breakdance movies because that's what we did back in the day and watching lee and everybody with their thick shoestrings in them i needed that it was <laughs> mandatory the Swades, I, I I really needed that. The Clive Frazier, he was in the same draft as my biological father in 1967. Like I I needed that, and so to come full full, uh, to come to fast forward and actually be a brand ambassador is really awesome because it's authentic. I'm not going to name any brands, but there are certain brands that just aren't attractive that you're probably do mm. for the money. So I'm glad name for me is organic. <laughs> hey, you can name them if you name want them. to. Yeah, we, we have no affiliation. <laughs> well, I'll put on a Puma shirt right now. One with, one with a check or, you know, the three yeah. stripe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Puma can, can go anywhere the pot this. if they want. Yeah, but you guys want to claim some other company. By all means, go ahead. Uh, recently, we had LeVar Ball on the podcast last week, actually. There's been rumors about maybe the Ball family joining up with Puma. What, what do you guys think that might that might do? You know, with Lamelo hype right now, possible number one pick. Uh, you know, 
big shout out to Rock Nation. Um, and they, exactly the Rock no Nation doubt. connection there. They're making some things yep. happen, man. Uh, they brought on board <laughs> some guys that are very influential um, on and off the court. You know, obviously off the court, tremendously. Um, they can only take the brand and whatever brand they sign with to the next level, just because sort of how much hype you know they have around their name um, and their household. Um, young kids love watching and want to be like them, especially said Melo, Zoe, and all, so the other brother, he's up and coming. And, you know, LeVar does a great job uh, of advertising, <laughs> you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it can only help. Um, I said it can go one of two ways, but I think most of the time what they do, they do a great job of advertising and bringing uh, the brands that they sign with or group with, uh, you know, to the next level. And also, it's okay to accept that Big Brawler brand was an L. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Mm. <laughs> like, you tried it. And I knew when Lonzo wasn't wearing them in Summer League and then people were ordering them and wasn't getting them, that that was kind of going to be an issue. And it's great to have that entrepreneurial spirit. Like, I love to see that, especially from a Black guy that's trying to not only be a father, but also be a leader and trying to have his own business. But when you realize that becomes too much and somebody's stealing from your son and all of that, oh, you got to go to that Puma life right now. That, that, <laughs> that, that'll be a good look for them because uh, it's an established brand, but it's still on the come up. And like Danny said, their notoriety and their popularity and, and just their likability. And I got to say one more thing about Lonzo. People underestimate he getting better. Like he oh, playing sure. well in the NBA. He can make sure. threes now. He a great passer. And then his little brother about to be like a top two or three pick. He going to come in the league and be a big guard and playing good minutes. The other one ain't playing in the league. But <laughs> he ain't playing the league. There's always room But yeah, but I, but, but, I, but I love them and, and, and uh, I, I, I support their movement. Did Well, I don't know if you guys saw it, but LeVar said that Lonzo, he brought the Zion hype to the Pelicans. I mean, we see a lot of the things that he says. I don't know if we take, <laughs> take everything into account. And so a lot of his opinions, barbershop talk, it's, it's great. It's entertaining. Uh, but I will give credit to Zoe. Zoe has gotten better. He's only improved. And he's a good basketball player. Uh, Melo still has to prove himself, but he has a lot of potential. Could be a good basketball player. Obviously, the other brother, um, Jalen has strong opinions about him. But I think <laughs> I think anybody has the potential. He gets a foot in the door and he continues to work and be a better basketball player. You never he can know. manage him. He can you be know. there, David Falk. He can. He yeah. can. There's other things he can do. And he might get. Yeah. You, never, you never know. He might get opportunity to be at the end of somebody's bench. Just you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, that'd be dope. That happens just because of how three hard brothers in the play. league. That'd be dope. Yeah. How many? Oh, Rock Nation is strong today. Yeah, right. The holidays. Danny, what you were on the 2007 Cavs? Don't get me. Did I miss? Oh nine. I was drafted. Oh nine. Oh nine. You were on the oh nine Cavs. So it's like that kind of situation where. You have to bide your time yeah. to get an opportunity because that was what a sixty-seven win. I'm a, I'm from Cleveland. I'm a Cavs fan. Okay, so okay, that makes sense. Is, uh, I try to forget <laughs> that. Are you a Browns fan too, or did you just leave? Yeah, no, Jalen. No, yeah. yes. no, Jalen. I am a Browns fan. Don't we'll get them started. Oh, Don't okay. get them started. Stop, stop, stop Browns right and Lions. Right we have a lot of pain in common. Oh, we yeah, do have true. a lot of pain. Yeah, I sympathize yeah, have, with your fan base. I don't. I, I, I have a lot of Lions uh, fans, and we we get it. We we all understand it. Yeah, no, it's it's tough being those type. But Cleveland, that was a fun time. My, that was before the decision. Um, so it was, it was 09, 010. Was. We had Shaq there. 
We had Braun. We had Mo Williams. I love Shaq, but dancing. he was still in there and Boston. <laughs> All the dancing. That's the OG. No doubt, but he was ring chasing too. He was trying to get it. For I ain't sure. mad at him. For sure. We had, a, we had a great group of characters and some talent. I mean, I didn't play much. Was, I did have to continue to work and buy my time and figure out. And just every day just working out and be at the end of the bench and be at front row seats. I was a cheerleader. But I, <laughs> I worked on my game, you know, and just waited for that moment to be prepared. And a lot of guys don't understand when you get drafted, that, that's just when the work begins. Um, you're just getting started. It doesn't mean you'll be given the keys. Even some lottery picks. It doesn't mean just because you're a lottery pick, you're going to be given the keys to the city. It'll be the franchise tag or franchise player. You have to continue to work and earn that. And every day and every minute uh, that you get, you have to, to – at every point, you have to continue to work and earn that because any to, at any point, somebody can take that away from you. This is when so I, then, I, well, I know one thing. Oh, this is ahead, when dude. I knew Danny Green was going to be a special champion and a longtime veteran. And I appreciate his humility talking about not playing, but he was the greatest dancer at the end of the day. <laughs> Yo, that gift still comes on Twitter all the time. <laughs> the Tell us about that, that Danny. How much time went into that with you and the King? Actually, not not a lot. Um, I, he, he, knowing him, he probably saw that I did it in college because it was a college thing. And uh, obviously, I don't do it no more now. It takes too much energy. And <laughs> I'm very rusty. The knees, the body, when the stamina is not there anymore. But we used to do it. And I think because Coach Williams was more of a superstitious type of coach. We used to play the music before every game. It's for I didn't start to my senior year. So before I started, I came up with a bench. And we would dance on the sidelines. And when I was drafted, the night that I was drafted, they showed the dancer on the sidelines. And obviously, he I'm sure he probably saw it. And uh, we would just have fun on the sidelines, kicking him. And every night you see him have the birthday cake, take pictures with guys doing different poses. And then Shaq, you know, Shaq's <laughs> the biggest character, too. So he's doing his thing, with the bowling ball stuff. So we just had a, a lot of fun and a, a good time and and not a lot of script. Obviously, the handshakes, things you have to figure out with each guy. That's different. That's probably the hardest thing to remember. <laughs> but um, once you get it down, it's, it's just all fun and games, and we just you know kicked it more naturally than anything. Before we get into some more NBA topics, we have a segment called "One Got to Go." You guys want to play? We have some sure. specifically geared towards your universities to start. Okay. Mm. So let's do let's do the UNC <laughs> one first. Chops, we got to get out the way. I'm a Duke fan. So um, yeah, Zion's a Duke fan. Sorry, so to, hear that. sorry to hear that. that you're a sorry. Duke fan, but is that a Philly jersey? Nah, this is Lamar Jackson. He got oh, okay. He's so so the who your foot? Nah, who your football team? The Giants. So how how you like Duke and the Giants? My my brother my brother went to Duke, uh, so like that's how. Okay, I, I, you got it organically. Fair. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Adam's here. <laughs> Adam here is a Knicks fan. <laughs> Adam here is a Knicks fan. If we want to make any Knicks oh, jokes man, real that's quick, tough. <laughs> that's it's, tough. it's been that's a tough. brutal adulthood. Yes, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to grow up not in New York, but not in. Yeah, state. you're from Long Island, so you you know a little bit. You're yeah. a little bit younger. Hey, a lot of my friends. Nineties. My dad. Yeah. My dad was more of a. As I grew up to learn, as I got older, he was more of a fan of the winning teams. <laughs> Um, exactly. Yeah, the good so he was time, never so. a Knicks fan, so I was never raised to be a Knicks fan. Luckily, um, but it's, well, he did you a solid then because it's been brutal the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Long Island, though. Shout out Long Appreciate Island. It. All right, first one here. It's one got to go. UNC. Danny, Michael Jordan, Mia Hamm, Lawrence Taylor. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, you're doing this to me, Jalen. Yours is. Just I'm going to have to to be fair. I have to keep. I have to keep Mia Hamm in there. I have to go Lawrence Taylor. MJ's a goat. I mean, I love Lawrence. And I played football as a kid growing up, too. I used to watch LT. And he was nice. He had the little lightning bolt in the earring, right? Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. But me, I soccer. There's three goats right there. That's a, that's our a tough soccer, one. That's a tough one. Soccer team is better than any sport at the University of Carolina. They've won like 20 
eight national, who knows, in national championships. So me and him, she was probably one of the start foundation of that, of carrying that on with the soccer team at Carolina. So I got to keep me and, and Mike. I agree, All right. actually. All right. JLT did never win a national championship. So, yeah, yeah that kind of makes sense. Greatest, greatest linebacker of all time, man. Come on. Man. Tough, man. It's three greats. Here you go. Jalen, Tom Brady, Glenn Rice, Michael Phelps. This is controversial. Um, <laughs> wow. Tom Brady, Isn't the Michael answer Phelps. Obvious, though? Who has to go? One got to go. I would say uh, in college, Tom Brady got to go. Because a lot of people don't realize he was sharing like first, third, second, and fourth with I think uh, Drew Henson because he had a contract with the Yankees. So they were scared to lose him. A lot of people don't know Tom Brady was getting yo-yoed in college. He was a (laughs) six-round pick. He wasn't yeah, like no number so. one overall pick. He, he so yeah, no, nah, definitely Glenn Rice and definitely Michael Phelps for college. Tom Brady. There we That's go. Right. That's, a good That's the right answer. That's, That's a good the, answer. That, that is the right answer. You for college, that is the absolute right answer. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's one for both you guys. Friday, Boys in the Hood, New Jack City. Wow, Jalen, you obviously got the Boys in the Hood behind you. Yeah, gotta keep that. <laughs> gotta keep Boys in the Hood. Gotta keep. No, my era, my era, I got to keep Friday. New Jack was, I, I still, I've seen it because I, I was a movie buff. My dad was a movie buff when I was younger. And it's definitely a classic. But I think the most movie lines that are recited from people this day and age, probably from Friday. And then I have between <laughs> Boys in the Hood and New Jack City, I have to go Boys in the Hood. And don't sleep the dopeness of that is Ice Cube involved with both projects. Yes. And I got one of them behind me. Yeah. Yes. So, so definitely, I, I agree with Danny because when I watch New Jack City, it's some classic lines like sit out, sit your $5 down before <laughs> I make change. Like it's some, it's some classics. But then it's a couple like, oh, he wasn't really on the roof staring at him like that. Like, that's not realistic. (laughs) So it it, it was a couple of those. So, yeah, I agree. New Jack City. All right. All right. One last one got to go before we get into some NBA stuff. Illmatic, Blueprint, Ready to Die. Yep. I got to keep Blueprint and Illmatic. Jalen stressed. Yeah, that's crazy. I got to keep Blueprint and Illmatic. I just, I got to keep that. What was the third one? Ready, Ready to Die, Blueprint, oh, Illmatic. Oh. <laughs> Danny, I'm surprised about Illmatic a little bit, about keeping Illmatic. I just got to I gotta, I gotta give credit where credit's due, man. Nas has been in the game for so long and did so much. And I just gr- because I- that Jay-Z, Nas at that time had a little, they had a little beef <laughs> at one point. Now they're you know, working together. I think just Nas is so underrated. I have to have to give him. I agree with Danny. He giving you guys <laughs> hip hop one hundred and one. Y'all both getting big. Y'all both getting. I love I love Notorious, and we all know he the legend and he the king of New York. But mm. we I, I gotta go Jay and Nas because they had a little more time to flex their careers. 
A lot of people don't realize when, when Biggie well, double album came out, he was dead. Well, yeah. I mean, Biggie, yeah, it's kind of out of his hands. He, yeah. he couldn't really advance yeah. the career. He sadly so. did not yeah. have a choice. Yeah. He, didn't get like a, he didn't really get a chance to flex right. And I feel yeah. like a lot of his best songs weren't on that project. He had some good songs on that project. But mm-hmm. A lot of them were like earlier. Big was more like, I feel like he had more like R&B singing songs on <laughs> that project. The other little, ones. A little more hit hit based on that one. A little yeah. more commercial with Ray Other ones that are classic, like Who Shot You and all other stuff was like before that. Yeah. Um, well, those the, ones I appreciated more. The than, crazy thing is, we're talking about time to to get ready. Illmatic was Nas right out the gate, you know, so it's like mm-hmm. just to be able to do that at such a young age is, is pretty The crazy. one thing I will say is that we didn't have the best Jay-Z album in that little one gotta go. We did. Blueprint's no, the we best didn't. Jay-Z album. Reasonable Doubt's the best Jay-Z. <laughs> Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable Doubt is the best Jay. Jalen knows. See? I mean, that's like, I don't have kids, but I feel like that's like picking your child. I, I think that that's pretty hard to do. Yeah, you always have favorites. There's a lot of Jay-Z albums out there, man. It's hard to choose from. They one is the And when we one. talk about Nas, like Danny said, don't sleep on live at the barbecue. <laughs> that was classic. Yeah. Nas had a long, he has a very good career. Who's my guy from Main Source to put him on? I'm kicking Nas, man. <laughs> and Zion, Zion's like 22 years old. Exactly. So. Zion's I'm a kicking, child here. So Zion's kicking Migos. Migos Takashi. So, so, so let me talk to Zion for a yeah. minute. Oh, talk to him, Zion. Please, educate so, him, Jalen. So, right, let, let, let me talk to Zion. <laughs> so, you, so you're the kind of young fella that think that uh, the Migos is better than Griselda. You are them type of <laughs> Nah, dudes. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because I'm I'm an old head. I, I'm young, but I'm an old head. Nah, I'm an old head. I'm, oh, who you, know you take it between? Do. No, who you take it between those two groups? Migos and, and uh, Griselda? Yes. Listen, Griselda's from Buffalo, New York. I, they're not repping New York like that. So I'm not like behind them <sighs> like that. So... I will take the Migos just because it's enjoyable. That's what I thought. Okay. No, but that, that's not Y'all the right. Y'all that's right. Okay. okay. He does know his history, though. That's, that's pretty good. I didn't expect you to know that. <laughs> 22. Most 22 year olds is like, ah, nah. nah, nah he's, he's not really 22. Nah, he's right, Danny. Yeah, he's he's close to it, though. He's close he's to 22. Close to 20. I'm still, you know. Yeah. Danny, <laughs> I got it. I got to ask. The Lakers practice facility opened on Saturday. Have you been there yet? Have you worked I actually out? Just through came this? back from there today. Um, what was that like? Walk us through that. So they opened it up Saturday, and and we're supposed to be social distancing. I'm not to tell you this, but yeah, I've been working out. We found private gyms. We've been finding other ways to instead of making a garage, a little weight room, finding private gyms where you get to work in. So we've been kind of doing that on our own. And and Saturday, I didn't want to go in right away to figure. It out. I got tested beforehand. You do the swab. You stick the Q-tip in your damn brain. Scramble <laughs> around. It uh-huh. looked like it does. It Man. looks like it hurts. I ain't, oh. I ain't getting tested unless I get it's, some symptoms. That looks like it hurt, dog. It's uncomfortable. I mean, it's just it make you tear a little bit, but you know, you get your test, they come back, all right, negative. You can come in, come in the facility. You have to wear your workout gear as you come in. Mm-hmm. So the shoes that you have on, um, you have to take off at the door. They give you flip flops. They leave it at the front. You sanitize your hands, sanitize your phone, keys, um, etc. Um, and then you walk in with the flip-flops that they give you, with your workout gear, and whatever the schedules that they give you, that's where you start. So I start in the training room. I'll go start in the training room, get treatment. You have, your, you have to wear your mask. They gave us masks beforehand. Um, when we got tested, they gave us masks. So we come in with the mask, come in with our gear, um, sanitize hands, walk in, start in the training room, get your treatment. They have masks. Once you're done with that, you have your time in the weight room or on the court, however it is, vice versa. But you have to be, when you're working with the training, you're not supposed to be touching, supposed to be 
12 feet apart. Um, so they t instruct you what to do, how to do it, do your weights. Um, the players, you're allowed to take your mask off if you can't work out with the mask. You know, obviously you want to breathe. Um, but the trainer, staff, everybody has masks on. So you do your weight room, finish the weight room, go to the court. They have a seat for you where your shoes are, your basketball shoes and stuff and workout. You go in, you can go in to change first before you go into weight room or court. So you get to your seat, you put your stuff down, change into your basketball shoes, go to the weight room, and then you're in the court, and then you have your time. They put it on the clock, maybe 45 minutes or so. And then once that time is up, you have five minutes to get out. You don't use the locker room. You can't shower there. Um, and you go to your car and then you go home. So, so if you have access to a private gym and you can do stuff in your garage with all the nonsense, and I get why you have to go through it, but like with all the extra steps you have to go through, is it worth going to Lakers practice facility right now? Uh, when they presented the idea, I didn't think so. And that's the question everybody was like, you know, why would we do that? I don't need to do that. You know, we have a pretty good setup right now. Um, but actually going through it, it's, it's, it's really convenient and efficient. You're still getting good work in. You're in a basketball facility, NBA three-point line. Because the private gyms you have not going to be good flooring, not going to have NBA three-point lines. Most, most times a church gym, sides cut off. Um, you get more cardio and you actually have people in there know whether you get some tra treatment, training staff. Um, so I think it is worth it. The only, I said, it's only a small little hassle, not even really a hassle. It's just some protocol to enter the building. Once you enter the building, it's pretty much you. You know what I'm saying? You do what you, you can take your mask off. You go and you just have the court to yourself. You have your own half court. There's two guys in the gym at a time. It was me and Jared Dudley. He works at one end of the floor. I worked at the other end. And after we're done, another two guys get access to the gym. Um, so you pretty much have the training room to yourself. You have the weight room to yourself. You have the court to yourself. So it's a pretty good setup. The only thing is, is that you have to come in a certain way, take off your shoes and sanitize your hands. And that's it. And then you have to, you can't take a shower when you leave out of there. You just have to so go back home. So I got a couple of Danny questions, and, mm. and, and th thank you for that level of detail. That uh, that sounds like one of those spots Robert Kraft go to. That was intense. <laughs> so, oh, wow. oh, no. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Number one, the last time I saw you, Danny, mm -hmm. you were injured. You were yeah. still playing. You had an injury to one of your lower extremities. I yeah. came up to you. You were limping. You were playing. You didn't say anything. Number one, how has that injury progressed? And two, what's your jumper look like once you got back in the gym? It was actually pretty solid. The jumper was pretty solid because I have been able to sneak in the gym and work on my own. Um, but the injury you're talking about is something that has been nagging over time. And sometimes it, it, it flares up at times. And it's, I, I have a, my hip bursa um, flares up. So there's times where I probably need some needling done. Um, there's times in certain years where I've gotten a shot, you know, to let it heal. It could take a couple of days for it to heal. At that moment in time, it was just flared up, and I didn't have the movement that I wanted to to be able to stop and go, change directions, especially defensive slide the way I wanted to, and get the explosion. My legs under me when I shoot. Um, but and that's the one thing that I'm missing the most more than anything is the treatment. I think most guys are mm -hmm. taking care of the bodies and be able to get the treatment using the Normatec. I finally got my Normatec back today. Uh, getting needling and you know massage therapy in certain areas. Um, which helps maintain, you know, certain injuries. So that injury is, is uh, during the time I was working out before I got a chance to get some treatment today and actually, you know, have somebody else work on me on the side, the massage therapist, when I could on my own to get some help. Um, it was a little sore and had some moments and I had the gun work on it, but after getting treatment, it's something that can be monitored and, and, and it gets a lot better over time. But um, this is the time to take advantage to actually strengthen that area, to stretch it, 
And to, if I necessarily needed to get a shot and if I need to take a shot to strengthen, like, you know, what is, what is different types of shots is a PRP where they use your own blood on the steroid shots where, you know, it'll be fine for a long period of time. It'll be stronger um, and it'll take a couple of days off. Um, but I said, you only do that if it's necessary and it gets to that point. And we weren't at that point during the season. Um, obviously, it'd be great to just get the shot and be like, all right, cool. But it's like, you know, let's do natural, organic, manual things to help it um, progress and get stronger before we go to that route and make you take a couple of days off, um, you know, because it's not that extreme. Do you, let me ask both of you guys. Do you guys think the NBA is going to come back this season? I think so, for sure. Um, and did it was I, the vote a real thing? Because people, someone someone reported on the vote and then the NBA PA was like, there's no vote. Was the vote there was a, a vote. Thing? There was a vote. It was, um, I think a lot of guys have gotten a text. Some guys didn't receive the text. They sent out a text to our team as a group chat. I don't think everybody was in that group chat, but we had guys respond. Most guys won in salaries the season. And somebody sent me something today that the governor approved sports in yes. the first week of June or something like that, Yep. Um, which is a great sign, just with no fans. Um, and said so the good thing about it now, we have time on our, our, our side right now. Um, you know, until it hits June or something, they say, oh, we can't get anything until June. But right now we're starting in a good direction. Individual workouts, hopefully within a week or two, two weeks, we get some group workouts mm-hmm. and then maybe do some team stuff by June and hopefully by mid-June. And people say you need, I think we need at least two weeks uh, of training camp to get guys in, in playing shape uh, without injury. If guys are actually doing what they're supposed to do and actually staying in shape and finding ways to work out, two weeks is good for guys to be able to play five on five or, you know, get back in playing shape. Um, but if you're not doing anything at all, then it's going to probably take you four weeks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that's a good sign. Hopefully by mid-June to late June, we'll, we'll be back and up and running with no fans. Uh, we'll probably play through September. I think the only tricky part is just figuring out next season, once we do get that up, uh, that ball um, rolling, and, you know, with our, I guess, the TV deals that we have, mm-hmm. um, seeing if they're going to be able to, you know, compromise and work with us to see if they can schedule it out to where, you know, we can do push the season back next season back to, to December or Christmas or wherever. Yeah, definitely. Jalen, do you, do you feel I the same type Danny, of way? Or you, you're, you obviously have a different lens from the, the media, NBA but are you kind of picking the up the majority of the season has already been decided. Unlike baseball or football that hasn't started yet. We pretty much know the playoff teams mm-hmm. You pretty much know who are the contending teams. So it'll be great entertainment um, for society, but also clearly for the NBA during this time to crown a champion. And this is one of the things I wanted to ask Danny, because as LeBron gets up there in age and I started watching these last dances, you went to UNC. (laughs) So this is going to be controversial for you. So I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. (laughs) I started to feel like mm-hmm. before we even start having this Bron and Jordan conversation, okay. he gonna have to win a couple of more with the Lakers. So, I, 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 you know, you as teammate, y'all got the best record in the West. Do you <laughs> sense that? Uh, do you have that sense of urgency? For sure. And how do you fall on the conversation when people compare MJ to LeBron? I, I like to I'm a guy that likes to appreciate all things. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think <laughs> a and diplomatic I like, uh, approach. 
like I think D Wade said this first. You know, I think Bron can only tie him. Uh, there's not many people that nobody can. I don't think he can surpass Mike. Um, but I do think if he wins another one or two, it would help him in the conversation for sure. And I think he knows that, that he's has so much energy because he knows he's coming toward that age and he's working out like a monster. He knows he doesn't have many years left to win the, the next one or two at least. Um, and this year was one that we have a really good shot at, at winning. Um, but when it comes down to breaking down the games, I said I appreciate both. And I think they have a lot of strengths and some are better than others in other aspects of the game. I think, you know, obviously a lot of people separate MJ just because of his mindset. I'm not saying that Bron doesn't have a certain mindset and he's not a killer, but nobody was on the level of Mike. Mike wanted to kill guys who yeah he won a one. It's <laughs> yeah. unfair to even compare to MJ. That's not yeah. when people do that. I feel like it's lazy because it, he's one of one. He just wants to take everybody's money. Even you're playing for pennies. You know that that's that's you're sick. You're a sick person. You know, and you have that type of competitiveness. You want to beat everybody and everything. You know, he's the mean guy. You know, and Bron Bron is just a, a nice. You know, he's such a nice. I'm gonna say such a nice guy. He has a killer, but he's more of a nicer guy. He encourages his teammates. But I think all around player Bron is definitely the better all-around player. But when it comes to certain parts of the game, I think Mike was definitely mentally way more ahead of his time at that point, um, locked in, and, you know, had really good skill work offensively, knew how to get to his spots. Bron does too, but Mike was just so smart and efficient, just got to his spots, shot over you. Bron does the same similar too, but I think he just did it at a better, higher clip than maybe Bron did. Um, and said so obviously has more championships. Uh, defensively, I think, was what separates Mike um, more than anything. But said all-around player, I think Braun, but defensively, I think Mike was definitely a better player and just the mentality Mike had, nobody nobody could ever match that, um, regardless of how he, and Cope was close for sure. Um, but that's more of an old school era where guys mm -hmm. got away with a lot more too. You could play more physically, <laughs> you could beat each other up. So I think if this era was different where we could actually clothesline people, <laughs> there would be some more, <laughs> be some more mean guys out there. You know, Braun was, Braun was able to, you know what I'm saying? get physical Pat Beverly back instead of getting tossed out, you know, he can't do that. So him react to a guy that's guarding him physically like Pat Beverly is different. Mike could actually choke Reggie and still play. <laughs> so Only get a technical and keep on playing. Jalen, can I ask you a question? I've been, I've been watching the recap shows every Sunday night, you and Jacoby with, with director Jason Hare. Last night episode, the whole flu game thing came back up and everything. I am not buying the pizza story. Can I just be the one to say it? There's too many holes in the pizza story. <laughs> you can be the one to say it. I've been a person that said it. I know you have. That's why. I um, of course, they ordered a pizza. I don't know why five people needed to come. I don't know why whoever ordered it said it was for Michael Jordan. But either way, I'll just say this. Let's not act like cigars and adult beverages weren't involved and <laughs> when all of us want to drink and have pizza uh, after 11 p.m that don't end good <laughs> you guys are both professional athletes you guys have both definitely been in hotels and order food at night you never order in your name right like that is that's that's do not you do not do that right uh, no, you have Mike. an alias for the room. Yeah, what do you sure. think, Danny? For sure. You have alias for your room. Um, so if you're ordering for the room to hotel room service, it's a little different. But I think the pizza obviously outside outside of the hotel, I wouldn't order on my name. I'd have an alias. Especially well, also, Danny, you're was, from Long Island, so you know yeah. not to order pizza outside New York anyway. 
Pretty much. I, mean, uh-huh, that's, I like what you that's, did there. That's probably the last thing. Like, I'll how, order. why would you ever order pizza in fucking I, Utah? Seriously, like, there's the so many holes in the pizza story, guys. I agree. So many holes. They was gambling. They was drinking. MJ had the munchies. He was mad that they ate. The pizza came. He spit on the pizza because he was mad because he was losing, and they ate without him. And then he ate the pizza and he got sick. It's his story, man. I let him tell it. And I mean, either way, he was sick. Whatever it was, he wasn't a hundred percent, and he gave thirty-eight. He was five. killing them. Yeah. He, he still went yeah, off. He, he still went off. Regardless of how him. he was sick or what he happened, was killing them though. He wasn't in good shape, but he looked. He played like he was in good shape. <laughs> he was killing them though. Jalen, did the last dance bring back what? What did that make you feel? Watching especially last night with the Pacers series, and you had such a throughout your career, you had such a close relationship with the Bulls. Oh, you thought you were getting drafted there? What ninety-four? You, yeah. play, you played on the Bulls post-MJ, so you had a lot of connections to the Bulls and then obviously the Indiana stuff. So I talked to Jerry Cross the night before my draft, and they were going to sw- flip-flop picks with the Sonics, and I could have been on the Bulls with Sean Kemp playing with Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen would have went to the Sonics, but the deal you know, just didn't happen. But for me, I always, as a as an athlete, appreciated the greatness of MJ, but I couldn't celebrate it because I rooted rooted against him his whole career. I'm a bad boys fan. I played for the Pacers. When he returned for the Wizards, I played for the Bulls. So I just realized that we didn't even like each other. And I'm like, like, first I'm like a young punk, not barely getting minutes. So it's like, he may not even know my name. And then as I started to get older and like playing for Indiana and he's full of wizards and I'm with the bulls, I'm like, Michael Jordan don't like me. Like, it's crazy. He ain't talk- but it, it, and so I have mixed person. emotions watching I don't think he it. Liked anybody. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, if this doc yeah, showed us Danny, anything, it's that he don't I'm like, anybody. he don't even like, he came back to play against his former squad. I'm like, yeah. he don't like me. He don't like I'm his like, team. All right, screw this dude. Yeah. You know what like I'm saying? Yeah, like his teammates, like, uh, throw him and take a yeah, turn. Yeah, I'm like, screw this dude, straight up. <laughs> and so, like, he deserves his greatness. Was it cool, though, to hear Mike say that he thought the Pacers were his, you know, the toughest out in the Eastern Conference? Like, I mean, that that probably should have been, I mean, you would have picked the, I'm sorry, the Pistons. Obviously, you you know, grew up in Detroit. You know, as a Knicks fan, I would always say like, the Knicks gave him the hardest time. But when MJ gave you guys Pacers the props as being the hardest out, that must have <laughs> been pretty cool to hear. Well, Well, for me, to be honest, it was like a, like like a little fella pat on the head because <laughs> a little backhanded compliment, right? Yeah, b- yep. because here's why he laying on a couch, he got a pop belly, he got multiple drinks, he got a cigar in his hand. So I'm watching this like we should have beat him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Danny, like he it's wasn't out of, in out shape. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't in shape. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, we should have beat him. That made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys were one of only two teams to take him to seven, so it did seem sort of like, uh, like he was like not being, you know, uh, genuine a little bit with that. He wasn't tripping off us, man. He wasn't tripping. <laughs> J- Jalen, I do gotta, I do gotta ask you since we're talking about that Pacers team, and obviously you took the Bulls to seven. If you do face up against a modern day Eastern Conference team, let's say like the 20, 2016 Cavs, are you guys taking them down? In seven. 
Oh, you talking about like if we could teleport that Pacer squad? Yeah. So if we don't lose to the Bulls, we're going to win it all. Just because we got more bigs than the Utah Jazz. It's a throw at Carl. We had the Davis brothers. We had Rick Smith. We had Derek McKee. Um, ain't nobody stopping LeBron. I don't care what era <laughs> it is. So let's just make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> I, 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 I say we get to the finals, but we ain't beating LeBron. Okay. That's good. Well, Danny, everybody likes to bring up hypotheticals. I saw 98 Bulls versus 2017 Warriors today. But, Danny, mm. people like to – we can get into that one, but people like to bring up last year's Raptors team and say, what if the Warriors were completely healthy? Do you even mm. think about that at all, or do you just say – you show your ring and just, like, whatever? I mean, what what about the Spurs team where we were up 20, 23, 25, and Kawhi gets hurt at halftime? I mean, Zaza Pachulia. So oh, man. there's a lot of. A lot I was of there. I always talk about that series, Danny. So, I mean, if, if were, it was a were fit, y'all gonna win that run. series though? They was thumping Golden State. They were, you, they were, you were gonna win Game One for sure. We were playing pretty well, man. I think we had a good shot. And if we get Game One, it changes a lot of guys' mm-hmm. attitudes, uh, just their body language. You could see it in their body language. They before that that half ended, KD and them didn't look they didn't look happy, and um. But I said, you know, I said, what ifs? You could play a lot of what ifs all the time, and a lot of times they won. Before they became, they were great in '73 and '9. Before they got KD, they they went through a lot of playoff series where a lot of the point guards were hurt, where Russ was hurt, Pat Bev was hurt. There was a lot of a lot of injuries happened, and you could say, what if you know Russ wasn't hurt, or what if Pat Bev wasn't hurt when they played so and so? Yeah. Or do they make the finals? So I don't like to play the ifs, but it would be interesting. It would be fun, but. Whatever happens, happens. And so usually it's a team that's playing the best and the healthiest. And that's the team that wins. So we just so happen to be the team that's the healthiest. And they were the healthiest team for five years until that year. So y'all, y'all were a machine last year. I don't think enough people, including we me, were good. Last year. We were good. Um, a machine. I, I like our Spurs teams in 13 14 because um, we didn't even have the talent like that. 13 14, not the one that oh, won. 13 and 14. Oh, oh 13 and 14. Won. Okay. Um, because so you look at the, the best teams that they're talking about over decades, the Lakers, they talk about Golden State. We're not even mentioning that, but that's because we didn't have the talent. They don't recognize the talent like the Kobe's and Shaq's and Braun and Aid, you know. And But we played basketball like the team. That was more of a well-oiled machine team of, of how we played mm-hmm. more so than anything. But the other teams were also really good and very talented. We had a lot of talent on the Raptors team. Golden State, Lakers, they all had a lot of talent. Bulls on those teams and more superstars and stardom. But as a well machine, San Antonio 13 team, even though we lost in the 14 team, the way we won um, was a more well-oiled machine to me than anything um, that I've, I've seen. Yeah, but I think it's more like as Kawhi gets old and keeps doing crazier things and he rackets the accolades, I think the, I think the perception around your team and the Raptors will definitely change because at the pace he's going, and you can attest this, I mean, Kawhi is easily going to be a top five you know, at his position when I think it's all said and done because what For he's sure. already done at his age is ridiculous anyway. If he stays at this pace, he's definitely a, a first battle Hall of Famer, yeah. um, no doubt. Um, but said ho- hopefully his body keeps up. You know, he obviously has the knee issue, quad, um, and he's great, and he's only gotten better each year. Um, so it is, it's been great to play alongside him, be a team of him, see him grow. And now we face off, you know, as opposing teams. Um, but I said he definitely has the potential to be what you guys predicting right now to be. Jalen, who who was your pick before the season stopped to win it all? The Lakers. 
The Lakers. I'm not just saying that because Danny is here. I'm saying it because I feel like they have one more gear and it's named Kyle Kuzma. Mm -hmm. Like to start the season, he was going to come in and be a starter and like, like really be influential initially, but he was hurt in USA basketball. He wasn't there to start the year. So when you come back and you got a starting five that's balling and everybody established who they are, you got to play a role. And in order to be successful, that's what they needed him to do. But I feel like they'll figure a way to integrate him a little bit more and they're going to need his productivity as they continue to advance. I think he's one of the people that gives them an advantage against the Clippers because of his height and because of his ability to score from the perimeter along with AD and LeBron up front and Danny and Bradley in the backcourt. So I had the Lakers doing it. Yeah, this would have been the week of the Western Conference Finals for everybody to know. That's that, that's a tough uh, – because I think we all deserve that Lakers-Clippers matchup. Right, Danny? For sure. I mean, it would have been fun. It would been interesting, I think, not just for the fans but for us as well. And hopefully the season resumes. We still might get that matchup. Just you guys won't be able to be in the stands. Watching the TV. <laughs> It'll be in Vegas or Disney. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's before we get out of here, look, we have another segment called Unloaded, which is just rapid fire questions. So we're gonna do some, all right? Okay. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Thanos or Joker? Wow. I know you're a big movie guy. I don't which know Joker? You which Joker? You pick. You pick. You you can go with your favorite one. I don't know Dark if it's Knight Joker. Dark Knight Joker. Heath? You're going Heath over yeah. over Thanos? Jalen, yeah. you, you watch comic book movies? That one over my head. Yeah. <laughs> How about this one? Tiger King or Ozark? Ozark. Tiger King. <laughs> He's a fool and everybody else in that is as well. <laughs> uh, texting or talking on the phone? I'm a texter. Definitely texting. Mm-hmm. Not even a question. <laughs> Here's a fun one. Jay-Z or Drake? Well, no, that's not fun. I didn't even Stop, think about it. Even, I didn't even think even about it before it. the Rock Nation thing. That's not. Make a answer. Make a answer. It got nothing to do with Rock Nation. <laughs> All right. They whatever y'all want to say. Make Stop a answer. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Rock Nation. I mean. Stop it. More so Come on now. background of where I grew up. So that, that definitely doesn't favor. Come on now. Love Drake, but Jay, 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 one of the greatest of all time. Probably the greatest. And, and probably the greatest. Because he got a chance to live out what Biggie and Pac wasn't able to live out. Yeah. And then he outlasted Nas. It's so Jay's number one. Okay. Okay. No lies. That's fair. All right. All right. Good <laughs> Good to see you guys both like Drake. That's cool. <laughs> I like Drake. I do I like Drake. But Jay's his tenure, the greatest of all time. Okay. Tupac or Biggie? That's always a fun Please one. Please don't dis- be disrespectful with this one. Big. I'm on the East Coast, man. I'm going pop. There we go. There we go, Jalen. Yeah. Jalen, man. I remember, the- I remember my homies and those songs, Strictly for my album. Been in the studio with them. Yeah, so I, I, I got to go with pop. Here's one maybe just for – well, Dan, you can answer too. Fab Five Doc or Last Dance? Oh, Fab Five. Mm. Okay, I agree. Fab Five. (laughs) (laughs) In your your unbiased opinion, yeah. Yeah, Tell us. I'm gonna tell you why. Because just so you know, Jason Air, I was the first person to hire him at ESPN, and that was his first project. 
Yes. Because I saw the bird in the magic doc that he did, and I was a fan of his work. I think the projects were different. I think when you saw the characters get interviewed in the Fab Five documentary, it, it gave you a chance to isolate who they were. This was more like who MJ was and what he thought about everybody else. Yeah. yeah. And they had some guys, they talked about Scotty and Dennis a little bit, but I think instead the, the cultural movement the Fab Five had, um, the impact, and it was just more controversial um, just all around. With the Bulls, you kind of knew what was happening and what was going to happen. There's still, some of the stuff I didn't know, obviously, because I was a kid, younger, behind the scenes, Jerry Krause. But most of the stuff you kind of knew. So it wasn't like new information. Like the Fab Five stuff, a lot of it I didn't know. A lot of the backgrounds I didn't know. Um, so it was a little before my time. So the cultural movement, everything that they did, it changed the whole said, basketball and hip-hop culture just together type thing. And I think I could appreciate that more than it- the Mike series. And I'm glad he getting his 15 minutes, but too much Scott Burrell. He would have never <laughs> been in our doc. Scott Burrell got a lot of screen time. He wouldn't have been in our doc. He would not have been in our doc. The 13th man on the Michigan Wolverines would have been in the He only doc. played with a one season. Yeah, Scott Burrell got some good minutes. Come on. Last one, and I said we were coming back to it. 2017 Warriors, 98 Bulls. 17 Warriors for me. That's a big. That's a I big mean, one. I'm biased because I grew up watching, and I'm 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 more of a favorite of the Bulls. But realistically, I'm gonna have to go present day, different type of game that they're playing in 2017. 2017 was wait, was KD there? Was KD? That was KD's first year. That's KD's first year. That's KD's first year. That's KD's first year. Yeah, it's the same thing at the same time. That's hilarious. Count the Hall of Famers on the team. Yeah, 2017 Warriors then. Now I'll take that ninety. Uh, was it six Bulls team 95. over the seventeen? You're gonna Warriors? take the seventy-two and ten Bulls over the seventy-three yeah. and nine Warriors. They were crazy. Well, no, not the seventy. Oh no, you're taking, I'm sorry. The twenty twenty seventeen Warriors. Real, yeah. real quick yes, before you get, but last not one, ninety-eight. Let, real quick before you guys get out of here, because I know you guys gotta go. Was Scotty Pippen disrespected in this documentary? Because it seemed like he got like every Scotty Pippen thing happened to be something negative i thought it just seemed to be a trend oh, oh man i don't really don't want to comment on that one but uh <laughs> I, I think um was he disrespected i think maybe at the time he was from the organizational standpoint um during the documentary i think they made him seem at times like he's very emotional guy which said so we don't i don't i never played with him i don't know him but um they probably could have did a little better job of not making him look like the scapegoat sometimes. Um, top, top 50 player ever. You would not think that he would have been on the top 50 NBA list watching that, I don't think. That was my takeaway. I don't know. He could have He could have got more credit, but I, I don't think it was disrespectful. But he, he definitely could have got a lot more credit um, than they Jaylen, gave him. Jalen, you were I there. can't what find it. Somebody that played in the league. You were there. I'm not going to blame MJ, but I felt – the entire time that he allowed the narrative that they only won because of him happened, and then everybody else made Scotty Robin and just dismissed him. And so he never got his love or respect. And right now, with this last dance happening, he should be somewhere happy and celebrating this mm-hmm. instead of being upset and disappointed yeah. because all of his warts kind of got exposed in this documentary. 
Yep, definitely. Amazing. Thank right. you guys so much. You guys are awesome, man. Appreciate you Danny, guys. Jalen, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. As we said, truly amazing conversation. Jalen and Danny, we talked about everything. Last Dance, rap, uh, movies, all kinds of stuff. Uh, probably one of my favorite episodes that we've done. Just so much information for both of them. Shout out to Jalen Rose, who could probably be our fourth co-host. Just hopping in there and doing uh and filling the duties just so much fun to do uh really so much respect for those guys jalen is now an honorary co-host of the load management podcast welcome to come on anytime and help us interview our guests um and i really enjoyed the part where he got conspiratorial and questioned whether jordan was really eating pizza and that's what got him sick so that was one of my favorite parts of the podcast that was just full of full of awesome anecdotes and stories and i thought those two guys really brought it and I'm with you, Chops. One of my favorite podcasts we've done so far. So shouts out to both Danny and Jalen for uh, bringing the energy. Yeah, so much fun. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you missed it at the top of the show, new and noteworthy podcast. New and podcast. noteworthy. New new and that's noteworthy. right. There is 500,000, at least I've been told, 500,000 podcasts in the Apple podcast library, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And we were deemed new and noteworthy this week. So shouts out to them. Shouts out to us. Shouts out to all the crew behind the scenes that actually make us look and sound legitimate and professional. Um, we are definitely indebted to them. And a very cool honor. Very cool to see us pop up again on the new and noteworthy Apple podcast. Definitely. So make sure you subscribe. Give us those five stars. Listen, as always, go back and listen to past episodes. If you're a new listener, we have plenty to listen to, plenty of guests. Uh, we thank you guys for rocking with us. Follow us all on social. Follow Complex Sports on social. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Special thanks to our producer, Alejandro De Jesus, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, production manager, Chancel Correa, talent booker, Shanice Kelman, director of talent relations, Kristen Price, Harrell, manager of operations in LA, our man, Josh Dodd, senior director of operations, Jen Stewart. Very special shout out to my man, Donnie Kwok for running the whole damn thing around here. We'll see you next time.